Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, this is The Bright Side with Technisha. A daily broadcast on real-life issues that will keep you motivated. And now, here's your host, Technisha. Good afternoon, everyone. Today is November 12, 2014. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Bright Side with Technisha. I'm so happy that you're here. But I just have to get this off my chest because, uh, as most of you know, I am a waitress and I work for the Marriott. But yesterday, it wasn't a bad disaster, but it was not as planned because um, we have about five outlets. So I worked in one of the restaurants that hardly no one comes to most of the time unless they just want to be secluded. So I'm down there. All of a sudden, bam, we get a part of 18, which I was expecting to come in. But next thing I know, Two or three, five more tables coming in back to back. So my coworker who was with me, she picked up a party of ten. Then all of a sudden, she she had one guy. Soon as the party of eighteen come in, okay, we're chilling, we're relaxing. Bam, I'm getting their drinks, okay. Which we only have one bartender. All of a sudden, like I said, more tables start straggling in after them. So I picking them up. I'm thinking I got back up. This young lady on left me. Hanging. I'm talking about I was doing practically the whole restaurant by myself. She tells the hostess, I'm not picking up any more tables. And I'm like, really? You're not going to pick up any more tables. That's what's going through my mind. So my supervisor, my manager, they jumped in. they picking up tables. But they're instead of giving me the ticket. So I'm like, okay, what about her? And I'm like, this idiot is with me and not picking up any tables. And everybody looking at me like, what's going on? Don't you have any help? No, I don't have any help. And then what was so funny, I'm busting all these tables down by myself. And she's in one of the side stands eating some peach bread pudding. And I'm looking at her like, really? And then want to talk about your sick. Either, and this is the thing that gets me. People want to make money, but they don't want to work for it. And that's what I don't understand in life. You want to make money, but you don't want to work. But thank God I did make my money. Luckily, because of her not picking up, and then at the end of the night, guess what she tells? Say, this is what she say. Oh, I didn't meet my goal. Really? You didn't meet your goal because you didn't pick up any tables. You left me stranded to pick up all the tables because you said you don't feel like picking up anymore. You only picked up two tables. So next time, I wish I get the next time. Give me the memo that you don't want to pick up tables, so I know that I'm working the whole floor by myself. And got customers looking at me like, what's going on? But you know what's so blissful about that? Because the customers even extra tipped me because they said they saw that I was running my butt off. I had like about 10 to 12 tables all by myself. And these were the small tables, part of 18, part of 6, part of 5. These tables were coming in back to back. But I tell you, thank you, Jesus, for that. And now I'll be able to take care of my daughter. So I'm, I'm very thankful for that. And on to more happier news, I have a rising star named Axel Jordan. He's a native New Yorker. Alex Jordan uses his sultry vocals and melodic flows to display the intimacy behind the lyrics of his songs, which we will be playing for you. And you can find him on iTunes, and his two new singles, Fantasy and Shine, are on SoundCloud as well. And check out his official Facebook, and you can follow him on Twitter, which we will give you all the details at the end of the show. Do call in at 347-426-3751 with your question, and chat box will also be open up for you as well. Axel, my man, how you doing today? 
I'm great. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm better. I tell you, sometimes <laughs> you have to vent, you have, you have to get stuff off. But I just can't believe that this chick left me stranded, Axel. And I was like, really? You gonna leave me on the floor by myself? I, and I was just, and you know, I got to the point, Axel, where it almost looked like I was about to break down and just start crying. But I said, you know what? For that, I have to just man up. And only one. Out of all the customers I had, only one didn't tell me, which, I mean, in my heart, I've been in the business for so long. If I see somebody struggling like that, there's no way in my heart I would not have tipped you. You think that I was picking right. up. Right. I was picking up every table, and nobody can't say their food came out wrong. I had everybody's right. drink. It's just when you're busy <laughs> like that, you don't have time to communicate with anyone. I couldn't talk with you like I wanted to. I couldn't right. laugh with you. But luckily, out of all of them, I, I got my money, and I was thankful for it. But I said, like, this actress, I don't want to work with her no more. I said, that was wrong. That was cruel. That was that was inconsiderate. You didn't think about the fact. And then guess, then I left off this part, Axel. She going to ask me, are you all right? And something, <laughs> went, through. something went through me because everybody knows I'm not a confrontation person on my job. So I, something went through me when she asked me that question. I was In my mind, I wanted to say, do it look like I'm all right? You right. you left me stranded. You literally said you was not picking up any more tables. And that's what got me. The host came to me. She was like, TK, she said she's not picking up any more tables. She all picked up too. She had a party up there, and then one single guy, and you left me while the rest. Then all of a sudden, I guess when she felt like she wanted to, she come in, then she want to pick up two more tables. And I was just looking at her for that whole night. I was so teed off with her. All I could say to myself, you are not the one that I'm going to work with anymore. I didn't have no right. backup with her. <laughs> but um, enough about my depressive story. Man, it's I mean, it's good that you, you know, <laughs> right, you kept it right. you kept it together because most people would have um, started dropping trays and throwing stuff, you know. I mean, I know, listen, I've worked in a, as a server as well, so I get it. <laughs> but it's kind of like, you know, help me out a little bit too. And, you know, my managers and supervisors, they were so thankful. They said they don't think anyone else could have done that besides me. So that really meant a lot to me because I I held it together. I didn't lose no checks. I had everybody's checks together. I even had them laughing. And and like I said, on that one table that I messed up on, and I I went back and told my manager, I said, look, dude, um, Kirk, I only had one table that felt I didn't give them the about attention, which I didn't because my mouth just kept putting in orders and kept giving me tickets. So I didn't even know they were up under my name until I looked, and I was like, okay, well, you know what? I normally don't give bad service, which I don't. But I said, tonight, if if you have to, you got to consider the fact that I was really alone on the floor by myself. And then she breaks down at the end of the night. Oh, well, I didn't meet my goal. Really? You didn't meet your goal, but you didn't pick up it? You barely picked up any tables. You 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 didn't do anything. You you barely right. even did anything. I'll say out of all tables, she picked up six. For me, wow. I picked up over. I picked up over. I say fifteen tables because they was rotating. They was coming in. So you barely picked up anything. And then didn't help me bust no tables. She didn't help me one time bust no tables. I catch her like I said in the side stand eating, and I'm looking at her like, really. You 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 really got time to eat while I'm over here busting these tables and you're not gonna help me. <laughs> Wait, well, I'm sweating. You're chowing down. You know. <laughs> right. Oh I'm man. Over here busting, I'm, and and I'm 
honest. One thing about me, I would tell my customers what's going on, regardless if the supervisor want me to or not. I told my cousins, I said, this girl working with me, and she's not doing nothing. She actually <laughs> left me stranded. And that's what made them, that's what made customers actually to tip me out. Because one guy said, I see that you're trying. I just, he said, I just need another copy of my check. And I was running back and forth. But they were so patient, though. These people were very patient. They said, that's all right. I used to be a server. So that meant a lot to me. That really did when you could understand no, what it's like good. to be a server. Right. It's not yeah. easy. It is not. It's and not. Actually, it's not. And, and just for that access, the party, their gratuity was $146 because they tab went over 800 The gratuity was 146 The man left me $210 more. So I really am thankful to him. If I see Gee, him, his name is There you go. Right. That was a blessing. <laughs> That was a blessing. Right. I made I and I'll be honest, actually, I made I made five hundred and fifty four dollars yesterday. Five hundred and fifty four dollars. Right. And which is great, you know, which is I mean it pays off. The reality is, yeah, you bust your butt a little right. bit, but it's a test. And if you can handle it, then then the reward is always greater than the than that struggle, you know. So Right. I'm, so I'm sure I'm she didn't make that, nearly God. as much <laughs> you know. No. And she and she would have. We could have been in it together if it would have exactly. been a team effort, but you didn't make it a team effort. You made it. I'm not worried. That's the attitude you gave me, and I don't know. I think she got upset because the bartender, it was only one bartender, and she's a good bartender, but still, even Correct. with her being a good bartender, you can't make all them drinks as fast because the part of 18 had chocolate martinis. They had, they had beer. All that's a lot of work when you're just by yourself. A lot of work. No. Right, and that's a lot, and and she didn't want to consider that. So I just felt like next time, if I'm with her, let me know that you're not going to work. So I could be, I want to be mentally prepared that you're not going to work. So I could tell the customer, look here, I'm the only one on the floor. Just give me a few minutes, and I'll be right with you. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But you know, at the same time, well, too, give her, give her, give her a chance. Give her, a, give her another chance because maybe she was just having a tough day. You know, um, but you know, unless she does but you it know again. what? I'm glad. I'm glad that you did say that, Axel, because actually, my coworker said she did her the same way. And it oh, was so it's just over her. <laughs> it's just her. Right. Then. So it's just her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm done with her. <laughs> I don't like. And even if you, because she said she was sick. Even if I'm sick, I still give it my all. I yeah, go you got home to. or right, give it your all or go home. And that's how I said. Right. And she wasn't too sick. Not sitting there, not eating no peach bread, putting it in my face. Instead of talking and walking around like you, like you don't see none of these tables. But um, right. enough, about, enough about my new, we're going to talk about this rising star, Axel Jordan. Axel, you're doing big things. And I checked out the website. I like your, I like your style, this, this shine. Thank you. Thank you. It, it's, it's, it's different. I don't know if it's I'll probably different. look as um, fat. I don't know if I'll probably look as good in it, but I say I like how he's swinging it, honey. So tell us a little <laughs> bit about this stuff, Axel. What was life like uh, growing up? Well, growing up, uh, how, do, how do you even begin something like that? Uh, let's see. I'm from Brooklyn. Um, you know, I definitely grew up in a time when Brooklyn is a little different than it is now. Now it's sort of cool and trendy and urban. Um, and when I grew up, it was just more urban and not as trendy and cool. Uh, so, you know, I was experienced um, life in a different way, life in New York and in, in and what you hear about it and sort of the struggle and, and the realness of it, um, which I actually always appreciated, and I still do. I don't know if I would ever change that. Um, but I was always musically inclined. You know, my mom would say, I, 
actually she used to complain quite a bit because I would always leave the music on and want to sing and want to perform and do all these stuff <laughs> at like you know yeah. at one o'clock in the morning. Um, you know, it's it's now that I think about it, it's kind of nice because she never actually just she never like you know whooped me and told me to go to bed even if it's one o'clock in the morning and the radio's blasting. Um, she sort of right. got used to it, and uh, even though her bedroom was right next to mine, <laughs> um, but you know, I, I think they were always pretty supportive of the fact that I wanted to do these things. And even if they didn't know they were, uh, them leaving See, me alone good. and letting me do it was supportive enough. Um, but that's why you got. That's why you have a lot of most successful people because sometimes you just let you have to let your child be free because you never know. I was watching Steve Harvey's yeah. show and the young lady said that. Um, well, I think it was a guy. He said his mother used to let him mess up his room or something, and she never got on him, but that helped him to be where he was today. So you never know. Sometimes I, I let my girls do what they want, not try to go too far with it, but you never know. Maybe that little misbehaving that we think is misbehaving will lead to something else, and you'd be like, wow. Well, that's this exactly what exactly you are. You know, I mean – you gotta let you gotta let, which is something I speak on a lot because you just gotta let people be who they are and um, in every way, you know, in every capacity, especially kids because that's really where they start to grow. And, and we oftentimes, I mean, even for mm-hmm. me as a kid, I was a very outspoken little kid, and I and I just wanted to see everything and I wanted to climb and everything like a Tasmanian devil, you know, and mess everything up. Um, <laughs> right. And and I got in tr- I got in trouble a lot, you know. I definitely got my my fair share of timeouts, but. But in that, I also was allowed to sort of be free, you know. I mean, the good thing, my parents were very young parents. You know, they had me when they were very young, so they weren't as strict as you would normally think um, parents should be. So growing mm-hmm. up, it was kind of, it was, some people might say that um, it would have been nice for me to have some sort of uh, more stern upbringing. But for me, I loved it because I was able to do what I wanted. And, and it, it did allow me to grow up very fast living in New York, but it also allowed me to just, kind of figure out who I wanted to be at a very early age. So I'm constantly, you know, I have nephews. My brother has three kids. So I'm constantly in there trying to um, just see what they like. It's fascinating, you know, when they're like four, five, six years old, they start to develop these little personalities. <laughs> and you can see, like, oh, you might, you like to break things. So I'm not giving you my phone, but but I'll give you a little playset <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? Right. So it's uh, <laughs> like, oh, you like to climb things, so we're not going to take you to the monkey bar because you might jump off, but we'll take you to the gym or something like that. So it's uh, Right, do something. I do like something to do a little that. safer. Right. I, I don't want to tell you not to do it because then I'm, then I'm holding you back, and I never want to do that with anything or anyone. Um, but I do want to encourage it safely. <laughs> you know, like maybe right. we shouldn't, exactly. you know, Maybe we shouldn't give you a real hammer. Let's give you like this little toy thing because you like to hit people. So let's let's exactly. try to encourage exactly. a different route. But. Exactly. Always encourage my baby because um, they're twin girls. One of my babies told me she want to be a cardiologist, so I'm going to get her for Christmas a little doctor's outfit. You know, try to encourage it. Yeah. In whatever way, I want to be a firefighter. You know, you you just have to keep. Even if years later you want to change your mind. I just want to be there and support. Hey, this is what you told me. Because I wish I would have had that push from my mother, but she did the best that she could. But I just wish I would have had that push. Hey, you want to be a news reporter? Let's get it started. But I did. I had to really, like, push myself because she knew all that she knew. So that's great advice. If you have a child, push them. I mean, don't push them hard, but 
encourage them, hey, this is what you want to do? Well, I'm going to support you in this. I'm going to do whatever right. I can for your dream to come true because there's no no stopping you from it if that's what you want to do. But no stopping now it. you're into now, what I like is you do everything just about. You got your own color line, so you do a little modeling. <laughs> what interests you as a child to start modeling? Um, you know, it wasn't even something I necessarily wanted to do. It was something I sort of fell into. Um, you oh, know, okay. I think I think I was I was a, I was a kind of a an odd looking kid, <laughs> but it, it, like I was a cute. No, no, no. Let me let me take that back. Cause my my mom was here. She probably popped right in my head. I was a cute kid. I know. I very, not nice looking right? as you are. <laughs> no, I was a cute kid, but I was I was very you know I had big eyes and I had a lot of hair and I was very I was uh, like I you know they used to call me Casper because I was a little pale kid and um, you know I think it just I, it just sort of started I was I was uh, I think I was like seven or something and people wanted to sort of shoot with me or, or, or put me in little magazines or people would say you know your your son um, <laughs> to my mom they would say your son's a very good looking kid maybe you should um, look into modeling for him and. You know, they didn't really understand it at the time. Uh, it was kind of more me wanting to say, "Oh, um, yeah, let's 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 do it." Even as a little kid, I, I knew just the sound of it sounded fun. Like, "Oh, let's do a photo shoot, or let's do this," or uh, I wanted to do it. So, I, it kind of was more a little bit of both. Um, my parents wanting to see what they can do and and keep me occupied, and then me started wanting to be in front of the camera. And then I think once I started, it just all sort of. When I went uphill from there, um, where all that's all I wanted to do. All I wanted to do is be around creative people, whether it be photographers or, or, or musicians or anything. And then, uh, and then it all started to come together. You know, I was I was like a kid model, but I was also singing in the school chorus, um, and then performing and being a part of the the New York Boys Choir. So it also everything sort of started happening around the same time. Um, you know, I was also dancing in school. My mom was a dancer, so. It, it sort of felt oh, very natural to me to wanting to want to perform, um, and then I did, and then I don't think I've actually stopped since then. You know, I think I, I, I knew I wanted to try and do other things, or even I went to college for business, um, which I loved, but it, I knew it wasn't me. I knew I wanted to be, you know, an artist of some sort. So mm-hmm. I continued. To, yeah, I, you know, it's one of those things where no matter what you do, you can't really get away from it. Um, you know. I could have been a doctor and then walked into the you know the operating room singing because there's there's no way I could have gotten away from it even if I tried. So so I thought, well, I'm stuck with it, so I might as well make it work and uh, and enjoy it. If, God, if this is what God gave me, then I'm going to work with it and push it to the furthest I can. I like that. I do. A lot of people they stray away from what gifts they were actually given, but you're yeah. you're actually. And you implement all this into your life. A lot of people do. They waste their talents. It, it's so sad. A wasteful, just wasteful talents out there. And, you know, they, they could have been so much more. I say that about these ladies, and I have no problem with it. You want to twerk, twerk on. But I say that more. <laughs> While you twerking, you making money off that, you could be doing so much more than twerking. Maybe you could get into something theatrical. Maybe a right. nice Alley's ballet or something, you know, but now everybody wants to twerk, and I'm like, okay, you're doing something that already was done. you just adding a little spin on it, but it's really sad that some people waste so much time, and how many of them probably can cook? Probably none of them. Right. No, it's true. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of it is um, 
sometimes it, with with anyone who's creative or anyone has an ink that has an inkling to be creative, you get lost in it sometimes because there's a lot of people that yeah. they know, and a lot of people you know whether it's a model or a singer or a dancer, a lot of people tell you you aren't talented in in a lot of ways. They'll say it by closing the door or they'll say it by saying next, um, and that breaks My. down the artist a lot because. You think, well, I need the attention, so how am I going to get the attention? So you do it with the right. first, That's the why first I think. Get, you know, exactly. if God made you good looking, you'll do it with that. But then you, if you forget that there's there's more to it than that. There's there's something right. a little deeper that you have to value. dive into. Right. Right, right. because and that's only going to get you so far. Right, the twerking it, you know. I'm sorry? I'm, I got to be good. I'm a twerk. Okay, what else? What else can you exactly. offer? Exactly. Yeah, I'm so tired. If I see another twerking video, I might just smash on because I'm getting tired. <laughs> you know, I, twerking, I get made fun of. sit down. <laughs> I get made fun of quite a bit because I actually like the twerking video because I think they're, I think they're genius. I can't, I can't move like that. You know what I mean? So I mean, even when I, I see like I the girls or the guys like or anything, that. I'm like, damn. <laughs> you, you have, you have rights. You have rights. You a guy. Nobody said that you both just give up. You, you have rights to watch the twerking. It's just right. it's like. Okay, is there anything else that you can do? Because everybody and their mom will put it on there. But what really displeased is when I saw a four-year-old twerk, and I was like, you know what? Now we're going too goddamn far, too far yeah. with that. A four-year-old, she is supposed to be trying to learn her ABCs and how to write, <laughs> and you teach her how yeah. to be on the pole. Right. It's getting yeah, ridiculous. It's, it's like, come on, mom. Right. Really bad enough Jeez. you got 13-year-olds doing it, but dang, a four-year-old is, is going too far. <laughs> No, it, is, know, it actually that, is a lot. It's a lot. Because, I mean, whether or not they're teaching the kids or whether or not the kids are just seeing Because, you know, at, at four years old, you you can pick up anything. You know, you literally whatever right. you see you want to do. Yeah. So the fact that they're seeing that, I mean, it's something It's something that I could If twerking was around when I was four, I probably would have, or my sisters, you know, I think we would have caught on to it too, but it was a different type of thing. Because it's just the way sometimes people are brought up. You don't even... You don't even realize that how this can hurt the child, the mind, you know, the, the kid's mind or anything. Because um, you're not even, you're just living Fine. your life. And then you look over and see your four-year-old child looking at you, and you don't stop living your life. You just continue. Meanwhile, you're not really thinking of the child. And uh, I think that's, that's, part, that's the part that I don't necessarily like. Is if you have the responsibility to have the child, you should take care of the child and take care of the child's mind and all these things. And um, the twerking kids, I, although some of them are kind of funny, I don't really agree with them. You're right. <laughs> right. I will say that. You know, they I'm are take, funny. And I'm taking they are funny. I look I at them and I say, damn, that ain't even right, but that is funny. <laughs> it, it, it do be funny. Cause they actually, it, it's funny because it's very sad. I think that's how we can put it. It's very sad that yeah. your child is up here twerking and somebody had the nerve to, the audacity to film it and put it on Facebook. To film it. That's, I mean, that's why I don't be watching. I don't watch half of them videos on Facebook. I can't be doing all that crap. If it's not positive, then I'm not even going to watch it. But um, right. getting back to you, Axel, now you were depicted as a storyline hero for romance novel covers from appearing on the covers of Bridget Cameras, if I'm saying it correctly, Spark and Breathless. Yeah, how yeah. You, how does that make you feel being a hero to the fans? You know, that was actually um... – that was pretty awesome. I, I think if I could describe it in one word, it was awesome. I bet that was. Uh, yeah. 
because you know she her novels are her novels are fantastic. I I've, I've read them all um, mainly because my mom read them all, and I thought if my mom's reading them all, I now I got because she's gonna she's gonna grill me. She's gonna call me up and ask me about this stuff. So let me just read them all, and I got really into them. Um, you know what I liked about her novels and a lot of her fans is that it's sort of um, the young adult novel. It, it, it's it's different now. It's uh, it's sort of a little more adventurous and a little more. Um, I don't know what's the word, a little, I guess, dangerous for society because it touches base on a lot of things that, you know, you might not have read about 10 years ago. It touches base on things like, you know, the actual things that happen in a teenager's life, whether it be sex, drugs, alcohol, all of these things. Uh, but before, it wasn't really talked about. Everything was either little kid or very much adult. So with these kind of novels, it's cool because you actually get to live through the life of these different teenagers who have these abilities to control the elements. And um, that was cool, you know. And the, I played two different brothers. Oh, my character that I was depicted as is, uh, are twins, and uh, they have very different lives. One is sort of, um, you know, the high school jock, and the other is sort of quiet and, and more reserved but incredibly smart. Uh, so I thought, well, that's kind of cool, you know. So a lot of the fans would reach out on, like, Twitter and Facebook and stuff, and it was flattering because, you know, I would get pictures in the mail of, like, uh, or on my fan mail with um, with someone sleeping next to a picture of me, of the book. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, 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 you know, it, which is totally, right, which is totally kind of, it's, it's, <laughs> it's sweet. It's a very sweet thing, like, you know, you're my dream man or something like that. So you get a lot of those, but then you also get a lot of, uh, people who you uh, who you immediately could feel were touched by this novel. You know, one of the characters um, sort of had it's like a coming out story for him as well. And and I think that's you know whether that be the same for anyone in life. I think that that can people can relate to that in, in any capacity. So um, when you when you get letters or, or emails or anything from fans who who actually are going through those things, whether they're in their teenage years or preteen or even sometimes a little older. Um, that's pretty cool. So, and you know, and they all actually listen to the music it's because of that. They, you know, they. It was weird when they when they found me because <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I'll. You know, you don't you don't even know how these things sort of happen, and then um, next thing you know, you're flooded with fan mail and all these things from this. So it was a pretty awesome experience overall. I I, I know it was it had it had to be memorable for you, but I'm glad that people actually felt that connection. Instead of having you negative out there, oh, he's this, he's that, you know, baby mama drama, something like that. So I'm glad right. that it worked out for in that situation. Yeah. Now, this is what I want to know, um, Axel. Which famous musicians do you admire and why? Because I know that you said you, you grew up, your mom was into the music thing. So um, who other musician did you take on you know that's it's one of those i like um it might be kind of weird for me but i like a lot of old school for me older school musicians you know me too i've always idolized obviously you know artists like michael jackson were always an influence but even going a little a little further with things like prince and tina turner who you know who i just think is the most fantastic woman in the world um oh yeah you know you know, and James like Brown, that. and all of these, all of these artists that actually were were starters for their career. You know, right, um, right. And changed they the changed game. the world for us. They did. Yeah, they, they really the did. 
they they are these artists that you're mentioning. They're innovative. They have longevity. Michael Jackson. Exactly. Oh yes, his music would never. You will hear Michael's music to the end of the day before you probably hear Little Wayne. I'm it's just true. saying that's how good Michael was. No offense, I love it's my hip hop, but we, when it breaks down to it, you gotta look at it. These guys have changed the world. Not talking about let me shoot your head off and let me do your warm and all that. No man, that ain't, that's right. not changing no world. That's just a one hit <laughs> wonder. Make a few tracks, and yeah, Lil Wayne is successful, but it's look how they are successful. They have to talk about, I'm going to do your warm-up, I'm going to shoot your head off, and I don't knock them because if that's how you got to get your money, that's how you got to get your money, but it's music to me nowadays is no loyalty. It's all about beats now. You don't find anybody. Back then ago, you know our parents' music was about seven minutes to eight minutes long. They were still playing. It's true. You're, like, hey, <laughs> you're not done. That's all. Is that song still playing? I went to sleep, and it's still long. Right. It's them true. songs meant, them songs was powerful back then. That was the real music. And you you don't find it like that anymore. No, you don't. And I, I think a lot of it is, well, I mean, it's just the way it's changed, and I'm okay with that. Because, um, you know, whatever, throughout the entire day, the only thing that's ever really playing in, in my, you know, in my apartment are things like old jazz or, or old school R&B because, yes, it's just a different feeling. It's a different sort of inspiration, and that's all I really right. like to listen yeah. to unless I'm at the gym or running or something and I need a little bit more push. Um, for the most part, that's where, that's where my ears go. So to know that music has right. now changed is great because for me as a musician, I always like to incorporate a lot of those old school things, um, even though everything's done now mm-hmm. electronically. There's nothing like putting a live set of drums on a, on a track or or really old school jazz guitar because it's just a feeling. It's a feeling that you add to the music that that you can't compare to anything else. Um, right, right. And I don't think it will ever get old. I, I think. I mean, that's something I that I personally take from listening to Michael Jackson tracks because no matter how you listen to it, and if you listen to it on cheap speakers or twenty five thousand dollars speakers, you hear things that you've never heard before. Um, because this man is, you know, he was able to go in there, and the way his mind worked with 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 beats and with sounds and with different techniques for his voice is is just brilliant. So there's, you know, in my eyes, there's nothing that can touch that. Um, but there's a lot of stuff that still comes pretty close, you know. Like as an artist, I, I do I do respect, you know, people like Prince that were innovative, or, or James Brown, or any or mm-hmm. Tina Turner, as I mentioned before, because these are people who. And I look at a lot of live performances, too. I spend a lot of time doing that because to, to see these people on stage come alive and and forget everything else, forget the hate that's around them. Because, you know, when they were performing live, there was a lot of love and there was also a lot of hate, um, a lot of people trying to break them down. And here they are right. on stage living, they're living their full truth in, in whatever capacity and sweating and, and, you know, wearing all these different types of clothes that might not have been so okay then. Um, so I, right. I, mean, I, I find like, that brilliant. And like you said, we're not knocking it. I love that people such as yourself, the new artists are coming out who are very talented and bad for just for us to listen to. I love that. But you got to respect that old music, the kind that I'm talking about. They didn't debut on the Internet. One no Internet for them. No iTunes. Let me go here. No Spotify. No SoundCloud. These people actually had to work hard scratch to get their music out, so you really have to appreciate that. You can't. It's just like you have to appreciate a car, knowing that it takes 18 hours for your car to be made. You know, these are things that you actually look at, but 
I'm glad that you did bring that along, that you do respect that old music. But do not touch that dial, baby doll, because we're going to take a short commercial break, and we're going to be back with Axel. Perfect. Talk to maybe a little bit about his personal life and get more into his clothing line, Shane. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> right back. <laughs> we'll be right back after this commercial break. There's only one station that will keep you happy. Blog Talk Radio. We're taking more of your calls at 347-426-3751. Stay tuned. We'll be back after this commercial break. It's not always easy being a dad. When's the fairy princess coming? Any minute now. What? What do you mean she's not coming? But it's always worth it. The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. I know it's really you, Drew. I'm just pretending for the other kids. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4-DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Come on, smile. Oh, honey, he's still not smiling. Maybe he's not a smiler. Yeah, maybe he's just not a happy baby. Maybe he's just being a boy. Or maybe he's teething. Maybe it's just a phase. Maybe he has autism, and we can definitely do something to help. Maybe is all you need to find out more about autism. No big, joyful smiles by six months is one early sign. Learn the others at AutismSpeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. All right, we're back with Axel Jordan, and we are just heating up things. Now, we left off with talking about the old school old school music, which we cannot forget. These people paved the way for us, but now we got bigger and rising other stars such as Axel coming up and living the dream life from being a musician to being a model. Now, Shane, what is yes. this Shane all about? How did, this, how did the <laughs> idea come around for it? Uh, well, Shane actually means, um, it's the name of my first album, Shine, and uh, my name is okay. Axel Jordan. So it's a combination of the two. And um, it means it means exactly that, uh, to shine, you know, to be an individual, uh, to enjoy being an individual, and to create. So the, uh, the clothing line is actually a fashion house, so I represent not only designs from, that I've, I personally have created, but also it's a place for other designers to come and showcase their work, um, whether it be for jewelry or, uh, or clothing or even, you know, anything, apparel, um, so it's a place where where creators can come and, and enjoy without having to uh, feel the pressure of anything. So, you know, for now it's an online store. We just um, we just debuted. Uh, I did a runway show um, this past month in October when I released the album. Uh, so, you know, we're building it, and it's it's been a lot of fun because uh, you just meet a lot of really cool people, whether they be artists or designers. And here in New York, I think which is why I wanted to launch it here, is that there's a lot of life here and there's a lot of uh, creative creativity. And sometimes there's a lot of people that don't know where to express it. And I was one of those people at one point. Um, you know, I, I knew I wanted to perform, but I grew up in the, you know, in the projects of Brooklyn. I didn't think I, there was no one around me that was like me. There was no one around me that I could see that was a singer or a performer or anything. So... Um, it's important for me now to be able to do that same thing with other people and, and be right. able to be a place that people can come to that when they feel inspired or when they feel lost or when they also feel like they just want to create. Um, so that's what, you know, that's what Shane is. And 
it's branching out and it's becoming larger and you know we're in talks to, to mm-hmm. make it more of a of a publication a magazine and and be able to really showcase um not only talent but or actually talent in every capacity whether you're a makeup artist or a dancer or a designer or or a musician um you know it's a place where we can all come and be free to to create and express Right, right. That works. That definitely works. Now, <laughs> <Hope so. laughs> now, since you've got this new album out, what's the creative process and inspiration behind it? Um, truthfully, it's uh, the album has, you know, we've been working on it, uh, my team and I, for probably about two years. Um, you know, we wrote, okay. or I, I wrote, there were about 35, let's say 35 tracks that I had written over the course of these two years. Um, wow. That would just, I mean, I would sit there and every day I would write something. And whether it was a full song or just a snippet of a song, it was about what I was feeling at that moment, which is a lot of self-exploration. Um, you know, whether it be falling in love or falling out of love or being in the city and, and trying to figure out your place amongst the stars kind of thing. Um, you know, mm-hmm. in a city like this, you when you do something that's this creative and you go for your dream, you aren't always met with love. And a lot of people aren't going to be happy for you. And a lot of people are going to be try to break you down, especially if you don't fit the mold of what they want you to be. Oh, um, yes. You know, so, yes. so this album was a lot about that, a lot about um, me finding out who I was in, in the process of, of living, of living my life, you know, of, of an everyday thing of, of being, and it's from everything. It's from being a little kid to to being a teenager to being where I am now as as a young as a young adult, knowing that I do want to live this life and I do want this 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 unattainable dream that people try to reach for. Um, and the only reason it's 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 I I can't do anything else. You know, I've, I've gone to college, and even though that was great, I always came back to this. Um, so I know this is what I'm supposed to do, and. You know, this album sort of represents that. Right, especially if you are um, being back and forth with it, you are um, debated about it, and that keeps coming to you. Yes, that <clears throat> excuse me, that is something that you are supposed to do. That's your God-given talent. So uh, yeah. throughout your whole music career, what have you learned as you progress? That uh, it's okay if they don't listen at first, or they might right. not understand okay. it at first. Um you know, uh, but just keep doing it. I think that was probably the biggest thing because for me, I, I've always been told, and, and my director will probably agree because he tells me all the time that I'm sometimes my own worst enemy in every way, you know, whether it be fear or doubt or um, or just being, just I guess fear, just probably fear is the strongest one. So there's a lot of rejection, and through rejection you can either go two ways. You can let it get the best of you and feel sulking, or you can say, "Okay, right. well, I'm going to con- I'm going to continue doing it." Um, right. Like you said, might you know, might be noted because fight. it might, right? It might be something that you're right about, and I'm going to continue to work on, or it might just be your own insecurity that you're trying to reflect on me. But I'm going to continue doing it, and I think that was the, yeah. that was the biggest thing for me to learn as far as that. I do have to push through because every time I push through, I learn a little something more about myself, and I. You know, if this is right. a test from God, I now went to a new level. Well, that's you know, exactly what he so. does. He tests us all day, every day, just to see how strong <laughs> really are. 
And that's how I felt yesterday. I was being tested just to see right. how strong a person I could actually be. And I had to maintain even when I felt I wanted to just break down at any point of time. I was like, oh, I can't do this. But I had to hold on. I was not going to break down. And that's why I talked to my customers. I would let you, I would tell my story to you before before I actually let, let you decide that you got bad service. I'll tell you the whole situation. Look, this is what happened. I break right. down to my customers. Because I I be needing their sympathy. I need your sympathy. I need us to be on the same page. I need I focus. Well, yeah. And that's what I was doing. You need them to know. Right. But, you know, what I realized that everything is bigger than us. It's bigger than you and me. And that's something that may not mean nothing to someone else, but it means a lot just the same way with your music. You will find that it's going to influence and just someone else. And that's, that's going to fulfill that destiny and that purpose. So everything does. It do matter. If you don't think it matters, it matters. It matters. It the smallest little thing, it matters. That's why it, it does, sure always. does. You know, yes. I say, well, I mean, if someone's not listening now, it's it's okay. Someone else is listening. And then they'll listen yeah, later, too. Yeah. You know. They listen. Um, they sure are. Now, you yeah. know, I did check out your, I checked out your video, Release You. Tell yes. us about the experience um, that you got from just shooting that video. Well, really, it was my, my first music video. You know, it was also my first single. Um, so there was just a lot of excitement and and also a lot of fear that was attached to it because uh, this was my first presentation to the world. And, yes. uh, you know, the song the song is about exactly that, about being released. It's uh, It was originally written as something a little slower, a little... Um, a little different, you know, and then it sort of took on this life and became this, this more of an anthem. And, uh, and I loved it. I mean, the music video, you know, we shot over three days. Um, and, uh, one of the best parts about it, we were shooting right in the street one night and, uh, you know, we closed down the street, but people were still allowed to walk and everything. Uh, and a lot of people were just stopping, you know, to stare because they would see, you know, me and a couple of the dancers or the makeup artists or anything. And it was a big connection. <laughs> and, and it's in the meatpacking district of New York City, so no matter what you do, there's always people there. And when um, people were sort of stopping, at first you get a little nervous because you're like, oh, man, <laughs> now I have an audience. And then you get kind of excited, like, yeah, now I have an audience. Uh, and then, you know, it, it was cool because a lot of people, would, when we were done shooting or when we would um, take a, a two-minute break or something to reset, uh, people would come up and want to know about the video or, know, you know, uh, get an autograph or any of these types of things. So that was always cool because it, even though you're working, you're still connecting with the people, which was, um, which was just awesome. I actually really, I think that's the, the best part about it is just being able to talk to people and, and say like, you know, thanks for the support um, or just see the excitement in their eyes about what you're doing is, is pretty awesome. So it kind of made that 10 hour day seem like it was nothing. Yeah. You know? That means, that means, a lot. It does. It goes a long way. It does. It's an appreciation. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. <laughs> I, I do. I no, I really do. I can understand that. And, and bringing it back again to yesterday, that's all it took. Just to know that I was appreciated for my hard work yesterday, that's all that matters. Because yeah. that goes a long way. Even if I did, even if you don't give me a raise or I didn't get a free plate of food, which I thought maybe I would have got something. <laughs> something. <laughs> you don't work hard, TK. Let's give you something to eat, but I didn't. But, right. <laughs> but it, it went a long way. Just some 
just those words that I'm glad that you were here. That that's all that it actually took. So I understand you when you said that. That means a whole lot. Um, now during your lifetime, who all have you worked with in this music industry, dealing with artists or directors or, um, or producers? I'm, I'm like I'm thinking about me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I think I. I well, I, I will. But the only shout out I will give are to on the, on the new single, um, nope. the new single "Fantasy." I worked with two really, really dope artists uh, that are both coming up in this game. And uh, the, you know, one is his name is Greg Rich. He's the, he's probably one oh, of the nice. most brilliant rappers and and lyricists that I have worked with thus far. Um, and he's dope. He's he's a really, really dope artist. And he's on a couple. He's actually on two of my tracks on the album. And I was able to be a guest a guest artist on his uh, his EP as well on a track called Celibate. So we've worked together on a few things. And then Leaf, who's actually the female vocal on Fantasy, um, is a really really dope artist as well. And she's actually the face of my of my clothing line. She's the she's the Shane girl. Um, so you know, obviously, oh, oh, you know, yeah. So so those two are the the first that I would immediately shout out. Um, you know, there are other artists that you work with in the industry and. It's one of those things for me. It's a, it's always one of those things where I don't want to take away from from the music of it. So you know, I won't shout out anyone else other than the other than those two. And of course, my director. You know, he's probably um, he's 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 he saw a light when I didn't, and I will always remember and cherish that. You know, so I, he probably would never even like me to say his name on the radio, so I won't. But. Um, but he knows who he's, and he, he's just probably one of the dopest musicians and, and artists and creators that I've ever met. So, Right. That's a good answer because I know that you probably don't want to say anybody was a favorite, but right. just to collaborate <laughs> with someone, that's a good that's a good vibe when you can collaborate with someone and get that positive energy, and that's all it does. It attracts more positive energy. So I'm sure everybody you probably worked with have always been excited and happy and just laughing with you. You yeah, know. it's a, you know when you're in that creative process, um, it's tough. You know, it's a, it's a really right. tough because there's a lot of things that are happening. You know, there's a lot of people getting paid and a lot of people making money, and then a lot of people not making money just yet. So there's that energy, and then there's also the energy of, wow, we're all in this room together making something happen. So if we can all right. tap into the goodness of it, then then it's brilliant. And sometimes you get that in photos or videos. Yeah you know, like behind-the-scene videos, and you can actually feel it. And sometimes you just feel it in the music. And I'll say that at every point in making this album, there was difficulty. There was always difficulty with something. But the moment that it's done, I mean, sometimes I sit in awe, and, and you know, and then I'll, I'll, even be, uh, I'll even be honest and say I get very emotional with it because when you think about everything that goes into making even just one song, but let alone an entire album, and you think about the people who love you and support you, and and who have worked with you from producers to engineers, you know, to to other musicians to to other artists, uh, it it can really it can really take you back and and shut you down and make you want to just love because it's the best feeling in the world to know that these people, yes, even though some of them are getting paid or some of them aren't, um, but they're all there in support of you and they're all there to to help you bring your dream to life because they're inspired by you or they're in awe of you or, or they just love you. And uh, so I, I've been blessed. I definitely have been blessed because, yes, it has been a long journey, and I've worked with some great people, and I've worked with some people that have 
you know, that have tried to do you wrong or do me wrong rather. So at this point I could even love them and say, yeah, if you didn't do that, if you didn't try to be grimy, then I wouldn't have met this person who turned out to be the most amazing, you know, person that I could have worked with. So, and that goes for everyone from the level of artists to producers or anything. So I've been blessed and I'm very lucky to have been able to work with the people that I've worked with thus far. And we'll continue to work with, you know, and I definitely think you're an inspiration for so many. What do you feel separates you from other young up-and-coming male artists today? Um, well, I think part of it is we're all in the same pool. You know, God gave us all a lot of gifts, and we're all talented. And, you know, when I say I'm a pop R&B artist, and, you can, and I'm oftentimes compared to a lot of, you know, other, artists that are that are mainstream and, and big and you know Chris Brown or Justin Derulo and any of these artists and I always say well yeah I'll take it because these guys are fantastic and these guys have worked so hard to get to where they are so I'm looking to separate myself in the sense where I want to be my own individual but right. being compared to any of these artists is flattering and I and I will always take it whether whatever artist they could be so when that's what separates me, it's just being me, you know. It's doing what they do, but doing it in my way. You know, they might dance this way, yeah. which I respect and I think is amazing, and, and I, I do want to take a little bit of that, but I also want to make it my own and put my own twist on it. And um, and everyone has a message, you know. With me, my message is being the, being my own individual and knowing that, yes, although I will be compared to other people, I'm still going to be me. I'm still going to sing about what's truthful to me. Um, in that moment, whether it be any any human emotion, you know, of course, the ones we go to the most are love or or jealousy or sex or, or drugs or any of these kinds of things that are in an everyday life. Um, right. But you know, I do I do aspire to be an artist of my own nature. You know, yes, I do want to be compared to these people. It's like being in a category for for a Grammy. You want to be you want to be in the same category with these people who are currently legends or will become legends. Um, right. But what separates you is just being your own individual. And me as Axel Jordan is a, is a separate personality than someone would say Chris as Chris Brown, you know. Um, exactly. You got to put your, like you say, you got to put your own little um, funk on to it because, of course, you've been right. comparable to Jason Derulo and your, and the rhythmic instrumentals of your bouncy tracks are reminiscent of Usher, so yeah, kind of want to get on out there. And this is me. I'm I'm not this person. I'm Axel Jordan. So we're waiting to see what's gonna really happen with you, Axel. We're looking out for you, you, man. And thank you, thank you, thank any you. Other, <laughs> you are so welcome. So what do we need to be on the lookout for in the near future from you, or or anything coming up next month, so we can keep our eye on you? Well, we're releasing. Well, we released the two singles. Um, you know, Shine and Fantasy, which are in uh, radio wave now. So we're just pushing them as much as possible, um, you know, looking at uh, shoot some music videos. And actually, I just found out that we, we want to do, uh, my team had, had brought up Christmas stuff, like doing a Christmas track, which to me is totally awesome because it's my favorite time of the year. And it could be because I'm in New York as well, like just the snow and the lights and everything. Um, so we're going to do something for Christmas. And, uh, which I'm really excited about. Uh, so we'll do we'll release that, but probably in the next, by like the second week of December, 
um, just in time for Christmas. And, then, you know, we'll be sure to send it to you. I'd love for you to take a listen and check out the video for it and stuff. Um, and then just continue to push forward. You know, we have a couple working on scheduling a couple shows for the album, eventually a tour, um, and then just push forward. You know, it's a, it's it's at such a at, at a at a beautiful stage because I don't know what's happening next, but I know that anything could happen um, because the album's out and I can't do anything now except wait and 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 continue to do <laughs> right. what I'm doing. You know what I mean? <laughs> and continue to do what I'm doing and and continue to make some clothes and just be prepared because I know something good is coming back. So I want to be able to meet it with as much love and preparation as I can. So, you know, my closet now has all my, my stuff ready just in case, you know, if, if someone calls up and says, we have five shows for you starting tomorrow, I'm going to say, okay, I'm ready. Let's just, <laughs> let's go. So, well, I, I, so I'm, I, you know, it's preparing, preparing for all the goodness that's coming. But it sounds like it's going to be a whole lot of surprises for all of us, and I hope everybody is ready for it. So you better be rocking with Axel Jordan. <laughs> I promise it's going to be actually bumping. But real quick, uh, Axel, what's your favorite food? Pizza. Favorite color? Uh, green. What's your sign? Sagittarius. Ooh, Sagittarius. <laughs> I always get attracted to Sagittarius. They either my friend, well, because my husband he's a Sagittarius, and of course my twin girls are Sagittarius too. I'm always hanging around Sagittarius. Wow. When when are their birthdays? <laughs> uh, their birthdays is December the sixth, and his is December the fourteenth. And my father okay, December fourth. His was December the tenth. You, you know, December <laughs> wow. the fourth. Yeah, wow, December fourth. Awesome. <laughs> wow. I love it. So, ladies. So all the ladies out there, we got a sexy Sagittarius is in the building. Yes, I know. I know. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, a single sexy Sagittarius. I'll, I'll, I'll take that tagline. <laughs> so, right. Well, I tell you, you can catch his debut album, Shy. It's currently available on iTunes. Listen to his two new singles, Fantasy and Shine, on SoundCloud.com forward slash Axel Jordan. You can check out his official Facebook page. Facebook.com, Axel Jordan Music, and follow him on Twitter at Twitter.com forward slash Axel Jordan. And if you're on Instagram, you can check out his color line, Shane. But before we leave, we're going to hit you with Axel Jordan Shine, and I will see you as soon as possible on my next show. Axel, it's been really good to have you on the show, man. I really, you got a dope album coming out, and I hope for the best for you and your future endeavors. I sure do. Thank you. Thank you. It's been great. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome.
all day, can't get sick of you Judging crazy, you already know I can't get you up though, cause you're taking low Every time I thought I was Your day shines just as bright as that song. Make sure you check it out on SoundCloud and get his album on iTunes. But before I leave you, the truth of the day for my friend Mary Ellen is this. Accept the responsibility for the life you are living. If there's something in your life that's not working for you, the only person that can fix it is you. Begin to accept responsibility and create a more peaceful, fulfilling, well-ordered life. Allow others to be an extension of this better world you have created for yourself. Your environment needs to be clean and organized so positive energy can flow. Remember to create a space just for you. Today, by accepting responsibility, you can view the world beyond your family and friends as an extension of yourself. So it doesn't matter what you are doing today, whether whatever job you have, singing, business-wise, finance, responsibilities, take responsibility for your own self. Nobody can control your destination but you. Enjoy the day, everyone. Do not forget to check out my boy, Axel Jordan, and I love all of you for tuning in. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to The Bright Side with Tanisha. Come back daily from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. God bless.